everyone. Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Today, I am going to be getting into a fantastic episode entitled, Are We Entering a New Age of Religion? Deconstructing Faith. Deconstructing Faith. Um, so fantastic episode today, especially if you're on the fence. Uh, maybe you've gone through a spiritual awakening uh, of sorts, and you're trying to figure out you know, where you really stand on things and, and how to move forward, honestly. So I've got several warnings for you today, several bits of encouragement. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic episode. And honestly, uh, hoping to leave you with uh, a sense of a framework when it comes to Okay, so maybe you have uh, decided you're not going to go to church as much. Maybe you've decided you don't really know what you believe. Maybe you've always been atheist or agnostic and you're thinking about getting into spirituality or some sort of faith tradition. Something starts resonating with you. Um, and so I'm going to talk about a lot of that today. How do you handle that? Uh, what's the wise way to move forward into that so that A, you don't lose yourself in uh, someone else's belief systems and B, you find things that are ultimately spiritually, emotionally, um, and energetically profitable for you as a person. So for me, that is just incredibly, incredibly important. Um, so again, this is the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. I do live daily episodes deconstructing faith, spirituality, and the paranormal because guys, it all goes together. We can't look at one without the other. Um, and we can't just try to explain one away with the other. We've got to look at everything together uh, as more of a holistic piece of what reality is. So um, that's how I approach everything here um, with a lot of research, a lot of experience, a lot of depth and uh, ultimately authenticity just to try to be really authentic about, um, you know, how I feel about things, what I've experienced um, and then ultimately give you guys the permission to be authentic. Marilyn says, good morning from Australia. What is up, Marilyn? Welcome from I'm so good. Absolutely beautiful. So as we get into this, um, and I know we're having connection issues today, so sorry about that. It's been all day. I don't know what's up with the World Wide Web today, but um, I've reset my internet multiple times. I've even tried uh, doing it on data. I was trying to upload short videos earlier and having a heck of a time with that. So, uh, but we just keep going. So if it cuts in and out, my apologies. Uh, I'll be here tomorrow. So Spiritual Wanderer, what is up? How are you doing? Uh, Wild Thing says, is this a live video? Yes, yes, it is. Nice to see you again. Thank you, Matthew, for being here. What is up, Alexandra, William, Missy? Stitch, how are you doing? Um, and everybody over here on uh, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, we're everywhere now. So we'll jump in right in. Um, very, very important that we just dive in. That's kind of how I do it. Like, let's just go for it here. So religious deconstruction uh, refers to the process of critically examining and questioning one's religious beliefs, practices, and institutions. This process is driven by the need for healing and the desire to transcend religious trauma that can arise from harmful or oppressive religious practices, patterns, belief systems, and programming. You don't have to go any further than watching something like Game of Thrones or something like that to see, um, you know, what what this type of trauma can do, the types of um, systems of control that it can build. Now, I am not here today, just so you know, I'm not dogging on anybody or the church or anything like that. I know the church does a whole lot of good in the world. Um, and this is not a religious channel. So I'm not here to destruct anything. When I talk about deconstruction, I'm talking about taking things apart brick by brick. I was actually on a podcast this morning talking about that. Uh, very honored to be a guest on this podcast. I'll share it when it comes out. Um, but we were talking about religious trauma. This is kind of the elephant in the room that needs to be talked about. I think often when you think that you think about some of the big cases and scandals and stuff that you see on TV. We're talking about the subtle thing of people that that have really, really good intentions and really want to help people and truly believe that they are going to H.E. double toothpick if they don't believe this certain thing and the subtle traumas that occur when someone truly believes that they're not good enough and they're not loved unless they believe this part, this point of view and, and ascribe to this belief system. 
And those little things can add up over a lifetime. And if you're born into them and you're programmed with that, again, from well-intending people, people that uh, like our parents, that they, they love us, they want us to have the best chance of survival, and they want to make sure we survive in the afterlife. By the way, you know, US of A, uh, white evangelicals are not the only ones to have ever done this. This has been going on since the beginning of time. People have always been trying to figure it out, trying to figure out what God to serve. How can they have the best chance of survival? How can they have the most power, the most wealth, the most survival, um, the most uh, profitable relationships as far as emotionally? Um, that's literally what the human experience is. So again, not demonizing that so much as Let's just call it out. Let's look at it and understand that there's some really well-intending people that ultimately end up programming us with belief systems that they don't even know. They can't prove uh, beyond anything other than, well, that's just the way it is. That's what I was taught. That's what I've always done. That's what your grandparents did. That's what so-and-so. Well, our family's always been dot, dot, dot. Um, and maybe you didn't grow up in that, or maybe you did and it was a brand new thing and it was an experienced faith for you. Maybe you're the first person in your family to say, hey, uh, I, I like this Bible thing or I want to go check out this church or something. And you found some emotional fulfillment and healing there. And that's awesome. But again, this video has a warning in it on how to keep yourself from getting lost within that. So because that can happen and it's happened to me um, at multiple times. I've also had multiple times in my life when I've been very, very committed to a message that I just had no way to prove. And um, also, you know, coming back around, I see now that that message was not ultimately helpful for me. So um, in fact, it put me in some really, really bad patterns of what we would call sin um, and really just self-loathing, that type of thing. Um, so Terry says, uh, good evening from Georgia. This is my second time to hear you and I am looking forward to hearing this. Welcome, Terry. I'm so glad to have you here, my friend. Hope you're having a beautiful, beautiful evening. Um, not sure what time it is in Georgia, but uh, here in West Texas, it is 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Spiritual Wanderer says, nothing made more sense to me. Um, North Carolina in the house. Michelle, thank you for coming. Uh, let's see. I've never been able to get into the Bible, but when someone showed me about the Anunnaki, yeah, absolutely. Spiritual Wanderer. That's um, I do a lot of videos on the Anunnaki. I'm going to try not to talk about the Anunnaki today. I do faith, spirituality, and paranormal. I'm going to talk about everything from UFOs to ancient civilizations to spiritual technologies to yoga to Jesus to Mary Magdalene. Um, I vibe deeply on the message of Jesus, so that's really where I come from. But I'm what you would consider more of a Gnostic believer. I believe in the esoteric, the symbolic spiritual and energetic message of Jesus rather than the church dogmatic message of uh, the, um, you know, the blood of Jesus type thing. So that's, that's kind of how I approach it. Again, I'm not here to tell anybody how to do it, but I'm going to give you some of the warnings, some of the things that I've uh, ultimately been through and needed to deconstruct from myself. So um, as we get into this, um, number one, I think reason to that you might want to consider deconstruction. And by the way, deconstruction is not just for someone who's grown up within a church or a religious construct. It's literally for anyone because you have to deconstruct from what you think about Christianity, what you think about Jesus, what you think about religion, what you think about faith and God and miracles and all of that. You have to deconstruct from that, from what the media has shown you your entire life. So say you've never been to church, you still have a stigma. You're still literally sold the same exact doctrine that you're going to get sitting in a church. That's what the media and television sell you as well. So uh, that's that's not a, even a theory. It's just go watch anything. Uh, Lucifer bad, Satan bad, oh, make a deal with the devil. Um, you know, Jesus, uh, you know, gets made fun of a lot. Um, angels are, you know, uh, big white dudes with wings or big white women with wings, um, or whatever cultural appropriation you want to add to them. Um, and that's just what TV sells us. And I'm just being really honest about that because that's, you know, what I grew up with and what I was programmed with coming out of the nineties, had I never even walked into a church, that's what I would have understood. Um, which is kind of that what well, you would consider a biblical narrative, like, oh, in the beginning, God created the earth, you know, 
even all the cartoons and stuff would show God up there, you know, and he'd, you know, be on a smoke break or something and he's making the earth kind of thing, you know. So just again, that's part of what we have to deconstruct from. And that's part of what I want to help with today. So personal growth and authenticity engaging in religious deconstruction allows individuals to explore and discover their own authentic beliefs and values. It provides an opportunity to question inherited or imposed beliefs that align uh, and to align their spiritual journey with their personal experiences, insights, and evolving understanding of the world. Now, and again, I put this very, very Greek version of God here. It's almost like a Neptunian looking God here, um, because that's what, when you hear the word God, regardless of what your actual experience with God is, and I, I'm speaking for myself too, you're going to see this bearded dude, long hair, muscles, sitting on a cloud, throwing a lightning bolt down the Zeus archetype, right? That's what you're going to think of. And I want to remind everyone, a lot of that literally comes from the Anunnaki Sumerian Babylonian mythologies, where they discovered our planet, terraformed it, did genetic modification to create us. Um, and ultimately, that's where we get a lot of these, you know, older mythological stories that talk about the gods. And that's kind of where we have adopted our understanding of the one true God. Now, again, at the end of this video, I want to share with you what I believe the one true God to be, which is non-religious, um, non-binary, non, um, no face, no name. You know, you don't even have to worry about a name with this God, right? Um, and I want to share with you what I believe that is and how it might benefit you to start seeking that uh, understanding of God. Uh, because it's actually really, really cool. And again, it's for the non-religious person um, that can really get into a whole lot more of the metaphysical data and understand kind of the algorithms of spiritual life rather than uh, the dogma of it. Because again, who needs dogma? Let's send dogma to the doghouse, right? Um, that's just kind of how I am, guys. So real quick, by the way, if you're vibing on this, you just love what I'm doing. You're like, God, this guy is awesome. Um, he's my friend, Cub's a friend, right? Like, uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm Jacob, but my friends call me Cub. If you're like, I love what Cub is doing, please consider supporting what I'm doing here. You can do that through stars on Facebook, gifts on TikTok, supers over on YouTube, or tips on Spotify. No matter where you watch or listen, there is a way for you to give to what I'm doing in a way that supports my channel on a daily basis, helps my content reach more people online, ensures I get paid to make great regular content and it also drives energy and excitement and encouragement for all so as i see them come in it pumps me up uh whether i'm live or not if you're watching this after the fact uh, you can select one of these um little support type gifts on all the different platforms basically it's like tip tipping your your waiter or your waitress tipping a musician at a restaurant um, i'm up here performing so um, as you guys feel inclined and you want to drop some stars, some hearts, some rainbows, some uh, roses over here. Thank you, Spiritual Wanderer, for the roses. Uh, those literally add up. You know, even if I make, you know, 20 bucks over here, 20 bucks over here, 20 bucks over here. Uh, those just add up every day and help my bottom line so I can continue to put more time and effort and resources into this mission that we're doing here, which ultimately is to help people deconstruct. Um, and build a better narrative for themselves so that they can love themselves, love each other, and ultimately love the truth of what God is in the universe. So, um, and that is the most incredible supernatural reality, in my opinion. So, healing from a religious trauma. Religious trauma can occur when individuals experience emotional, psychological, or physical harm due to religious practices, dogma, or institutional dynamics. So now I just want to say something real quick. If you're here and you're experiencing physical harm with any of this, please, 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 please consider getting help. Um, that's not what my channel's for, okay? If you're in danger, get help. Go to authorities. Now, um, I'm talking about the light version of spiritual or religious trauma today. I'm not talking about the deep well of things like cults, uh, things like actual abuse within these systems that I'm not even going to get into that because I just don't want to touch it. 
I have not experienced anything like that. So I can't really even speak to that. I can't imagine what that would be like. So just please know that's not what I'm here to talk about. Okay. Um, please, please, please take that, you know, to someone who can help you or get the help that you need. So, um, for again, for today, I'm talking about the subtle things of just programming through TV, movies, parents, um, vacation, Bible school, church, um, talking to a friend on the playground when you're growing up and, you're, and your friend has just gone to church camp and they're like, you know, you're going to go to H-E double toothpick if you don't accept Jesus. And you're like, what? Who is it? Who's this guy that I need to know? What is this deal? Like, oh, my gosh, I don't want that. What if I get hit by a truck? Like this, this is a horrible thing. I don't want to burn forever just because I didn't say a name right, right? Um, that's a really, really, again, those are subtle, but I've experienced all of those. By the way, I've been on the other side of telling friends, especially growing up on the soccer team and stuff. Do you know Jesus? You need to know him or you're going to go to HE double toothpick. He won't come back, blah, blah, blah. Um, he won't come and take you to heaven if you don't know him, right? So, uh, yeah, absolutely, Lalo. Um, cults planting seeds to control you with fear. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, great question. Oh, hey, it's Lily. Love your name, by the way. What made you question it before waking up? So let me, um, that's a great question. I will answer that. Um, so let me finish this slide real quick. Religious deconstruction can be a necessary step in the healing process as it enables individuals uh, to identify and address harmful beliefs, practices, or experiences that may have contributed to their trauma. And again, I'm speaking of the subtleties of this, not the actual physical. Uh, I mean, there's even some TV shows that show some of these religious uh, things that uh, basically um, a lot of these women have to like escape like literally escape almost like it's a prison and get out of there. And then they have to change everything about their life. I mean, this is like a, a whole nother level guys. So again, that's not what I'm talking about today because I have no authority to talk about that. I try to talk about what I've experienced and what I've experienced is the subtle living in the Bible belt, uh, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus to save your life. Cause you suck. God loves you, but you're actually so crappy that he won't let you into heaven. And that's just not the narrative I buy into. So that's where I'm coming from with this today. And what what helped me wake up um, to answer that question? Um, I read the Book of Enoch when I was of college age. I, I would say in college. I'm kind of a college dropout, to be really honest. I went to art college. so um, And I went to uh, most of my classes, right? Uh, I was really more occupied with... Um, you know, hanging out in my apartment, having good philosophical conversations, um, partaking in all the uh, plant-based uh, extracurricular activities that a college uh, philosopher, seeker, artist would do, right? Uh, and so I did that for a long time. Uh, had a really creative job for, for years, um, which was awesome. But um, so I, I kind of dropped out of college, but I would always go anytime I would go to, you know, barbecue or gathering, uh, with my peers, I would end up three o'clock in the morning talking about God, talking about aliens, talking about the book of Enoch. I was one of the few people that, um, when the book of Enoch really resurfaced, it's been around for a while. Um, but it kind of resurfaced, especially in the two thousands. With the birth of the internet, um, it was actually my brother who printed off a copy and gave it to me. I think it was over Christmas one year. I was just like, hey, I really think you'll enjoy this. And I uh, started reading Book of Enoch. And I was like, wow, this, this is something. This completes this whole Old Testament picture that I've been missing out on. One of the biggest critiques it gets is people saying, oh, it's pseudepigrapha. It wasn't Enoch that wrote it. Well, no kidding. No kidding. Because, by the way, most of what you have in your Bible is considered pseudepigrapha. And by most, I mean a lot of the documents that you hold as high holy truth. Yeah, it wasn't written by those people. In fact, the gospels, they don't even know, they don't even know for sure that those gospels were written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. The one that they're pretty sure is fairly authentic, um, or at least like one one person removed from 
uh, is the Gospel of Thomas. Um, and I talk a lot about this with Bob Peck. Uh, you can go watch my episodes with him. I actually did several episodes over the last couple of weeks with him. Um, and so you can really understand a lot of the Gospels we have came from that Gospel, most likely. And then a lot of the Old Testament stuff is recycled from other mythologies. And I'm not saying recycled as in it, it is an attempt to uh, plagiarize it. I mean, understanding that it got culturally adopted and tried to, and, and understood as that culture's God. Okay. And I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. It's just part of how it happens. You have these oral traditions for centuries and eons even, and then they get adopted, readopted into different cultures. If you look at modern Christianity from 2000 years ago, they would be going, what is that? What is that? Cause we've adopted it. We've adopted it into a new system. What's up, Bob? I was just talking about you, brother. Tia, welcome. How are you? Need welcome. William, welcome. I'm glad we got some people popping through on Instagram. Um, and then, okay, over on TikTok, um, I was just watching Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, um, Peter, Paul, or Mary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, and then you get into like the writings of Paul. A lot of those, um, and I think it was Bob that was saying last time he was on the show, he was talking about um, it's the Titus, um, Timothy, the the TIs, I believe, um, are not really, it wasn't Paul, it was someone else. Um, they're not even written in the same standard, if you will. So, And then we have to understand as you go through the Bible, a lot of these letters are written to different churches, and you have to put yourself in the time and the place the problems, the mindset, the culture, everything going on for that time to, to even begin to understand it. Again, if you were to take an email that someone sent today, send it back 2,000 years, they wouldn't have a clue what you were talking about. They might build a whole religion off of a misunderstanding because they didn't understand that you were in a different time zone, a different place, a different culture. Um, they don't understand what the mall is. They don't understand what the internet is. They don't understand what these things are. They might think the internet was some sort of magical substratum that we were now scrying from the gods. Like you have to think about that. So that's a big part of deconstruction. Think about all the traumas that can just literally come prepackaged with not knowing where the data comes from. That's just a huge, huge part of my deconstruction process. So Number three, promoting tolerance and inclusivity. Religious deconstruction encourages individuals to embrace a more inclusive and tolerant worldview. It challenges rigid and uh, exclusive religious narratives, fostering an understanding that there are multiple valid perspectives and paths to spirituality. All rivers lead to the ocean. Again, that's a heretical statement, even a blasphemous statement. Um, if you are steeped in dogma and doctrine. And I get it all the time, y'all. Um, and I've gotten better at handling it, of course. But it still is like there's a, a certain point when I go, wow, really? Like the love that you're supposed to have from adopting this faith, the love and peace, really comes packaged in a lot of vinegar-flavored hatred towards me, just in my videos. And, and I don't think anybody creates more balanced fair, open-minded, loving video content around faith, spirituality, and paranormal than I do. I try not to perpetuate uh, conspiracy theories. I try to help people. I try to lead you to your understanding. I don't care what I think. I care what you think. Um, and you shouldn't care what I think. You should care what you think. Um, that's why all of my videos are posed as a question. I don't deliver things to you um, in a dogmatic manner, in a this is this, that is that manner. So, uh, Michelle says, grateful to find you today. Thank you, Michelle. Be sure and give me a follow over on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you're at. Uh, everything's available at cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Uh, the banner at the top, blue banner, is going to have all my official socials. You can look for the blue check mark on all the meta products. Um, and I'll have the check mark soon on TikTok. Um, I'm verified now over on LinkedIn. So, Look for my official accounts, and if you're not sure if it's an official account, go over to my website, cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com, just to make sure. So um, so promoting tolerance is just a huge, huge thing that I'm a proponent of, guys. And when I, when I say that, I mean it. I'm not 
just saying that to be popular. I truly love you, truly, no matter what religion, what tradition, what race, what orientation. I don't care who you're married to, where you do or don't go to church, as long as you're here in love and light, okay, to just actually do good in the world. That's a big, uh, big thing that I'm, I stand for here. So uh, question, Honeybee says, question is a quest ion, a quest for the life. Ooh, that's good. I love that. I love that, Honeybee. Thank you so much. It's a quest for the light, right? That's what a question is. Get better questions, by the way. Um, better questions are so, so important. Uh, Joshua Reyes says, much love, Jacob. Thank you for everything that you do. Have a blessed day, everyone. Jesus Christ loves you. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Uh, Ryan says, much love, my brother. You too, my friend. Thank you so much. Stephen, what's up, brother? Glad you're here today. Stephen dropped a heart. I appreciate that. Um, and then Jacqueline, uh, great uh, comment here. Being born a sinner as a Catholic sucked. I had a hard time with that one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know <laughs> where we're all coming from. So, um, and then Marilyn says I was raised uh, in the AOG church. That's a new one for me. I have no idea uh, what that even means. So speaking in tongues, I do, I, I'm familiar with that concept, however. Um, so, but yeah, that's a new one for me. I've never actually heard of that church. So, uh, Shelly Crowder says, Hey, try what is up Shelly? Um, okay. So uh, number four here, cognitive and emotional well-being. The process of religious deconstruction can lead to a greater sense of cognitive and emotional well-being. By examining and shedding harmful or oppressive religious beliefs, individuals can experience a sense of relief, liberation, and inner peace. Yeah, absolutely. So um, your cognition is your superpower. You are only as good as the thoughts that you can have. If you are in a place where you are having automatic negative thoughts, maybe it's your job or relationship, maybe it's the media you're watching, maybe it's just a lot of crap you've built up over your life. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve love. I, I'm always in the same relationships. Why am I always dating the same guy? Why am I always dating the same gal? You, you know, you're in these patterns, right? Um, and so your cognition is so, so, so important. And if we look throughout history, Human beings have been used as devices to program, to perpetuate a narrative, to build kingdoms, to build royalty, to build whatever. Okay, again, go watch Game of Thrones. You know what I'm talking about. People are viewed as either meat, as um, idols, as throwaway, as pawns, as whatever. Okay, and I'm not, not perpetuating this today to make you view the world negatively. I'm just showing you this is how... Um, the system, quote unquote, uses people, okay? Uh, uses it as energy, as a source of labor, as a source of um, financial flow, right? Uh, that's all uh, people are to a soulless construct, okay? Um, and when I talk about construct, I'm talking about what the Bible refers to as the beast system, the beast system. It's talking about a system of socio-political economic control that is perpetuated throughout the world, by the way, has been going on for centuries and even since the beginning of time. It's literally the war of the gods. Um, and that is something that, again, how do we fight against that? Well, it's not with sword. It's not with anything like that. It's with our consciousness, our cognition. And so, again, protecting your cognition from systems like this um, and saying, I am a man or a woman or uh, an individual of faith, um, but I, I do not uh, ascribe to a certain dogmatic point of view. I'm a seeker. I'm a seeker of truth. I'm a seeker of light. And I want to bear light in the world and bring light to the world. Um, da, da, da. Oh, happy birthday um, in Northbrook, Illinois. You said your niece's birthday today. Well, happy birthday, my friend. I'm glad we have family watching this. This is a, uh, we actually have a lot of families watch this. Really interesting. We've got a lady and her 90 year old grandmother that watch. We've got people that watch with their kids and their family members. 
Um, so thank you guys for, for the support and glad that we can be. Um, I think oftentimes some channels that delve into these topics can get a little bit more PG uh, or PG-13 or more, you know. Uh, so I try to be very family friendly here, um, which is is important to me. Uh, not that I always have the cleanest language, if you will, uh, but I try not to do that on the air. And I certainly um, try to approach topics again in a, uh, a conversational manner that can be had amongst family members. So anyway, welcome. Thank you for being here and happy birthday. Uh, Martin, what's up, brother? Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Um, so yeah, cognition, super, super, super important. Protect it, own it, love it, be it. It is you. Your thoughts are things, guys. Your thoughts are things. And anybody you're letting in, including me, are going to affect your thoughts and change the things in your life. It'll change your reality. You listen to someone long enough, it's going to change your reality. Make sure you're in alignment and you like the vision of whatever you're listening to. Okay. There's nothing wrong with supporting someone or following someone or going to a church, but make sure you like the vision and you like the product of it. Look at the product of the vision. Okay. Look at the people that go to that institution. Look at uh, what's happening in their lives. Those are the things that you got to have uh, a really good handle on when you invest in something, whether it's a content creator or a church or whatever. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but too many times people buy into the idea that Oh, well, yeah, I don't want to go to H-E double toothpick. I want to have eternal life. And I like that they talk about the personal power you have in Jesus here. Or this place talks about, you know, the miracles that you'll experience. And this place talks about, uh, you know, how the whole world's out to get us. And we're warriors for Christ and blah, blah, blah. And like you find a message, it's a brand ultimately that you're buying into. So again, my brand here is open heart, open mind, tie-dye, uh, you know, cool lighting, uh, faith, spirituality, paranormal. Let's talk about God, Jesus, and aliens all in the same day. And by the way, let's believe that they all exist and figure out how they can coexist and how all of this works together. Because by the way, there is an answer. Most people won't tell you there is an answer. The answer in a nutshell is that it's all supernatural. This is all a shadow of what's really going on. And by the way, what we used to call angels or sons of God or children of heaven or star seeds or whatever, those are ancient astronauts. They are other people like us, highly evolved, that understand their place in the universe. They're doing their work. Now, they're not always perfect. They have free will, too. And some of them, some of the high angels in the higher heavens who are literal commanders in this intergalactic interstellar drama that we're a part of, are supposed to be sworn by an oath. Doesn't mean they don't have free will. It just means they have a signed contract with all of the different galactic federations to do a thing. They are supposed to be purveyors of certain processes within solar systems across the universe. Um, and they're supposed to perpetuate um, that working correctly. Well, if you read in the book of Enoch, some of them decided, hey, I like the creatures on this planet. You know, they're enough like us that we can interbreed with them. So let's uh, start our own families. Well, that goes against their contract. Okay. So that's what, that's how you understand all this. Then you look at the Anunnaki. They found a hominid on this planet. They genetically modified it. So it was smarter, faster, bigger, uh, could do the work that they needed to mine the gold to fix their planet. This could be happening all across the cosmos. We don't know. Um, again, it's a massive game of thrones on an intergalactic level. Um, now, does that take away God out of this? No. And I'm going to tell you how it doesn't and how you can redefine God in a non-religious way. Seek truth openly. Look into things like angels and aliens. Um, you can understand all the esoteric traditions and magic um, and not ruin any kind of idea of God. And I'm going to show you what that looks like here in just a second. So real quick, if you really, really vibe with what I'm talking about, I mean, you're like, yeah, I'm going to tip the guy and I want to learn more from him. I want to get into his community. Go check out my Supernatural Guide memberships. They're available on my website. It's a monthly subscription. This is similar to a patron support membership. We have our seeker community as well as our 
Warrior Academy. And um, these are great ways that you can get involved. The community is a fantastic place to meet other people. We have an off social media platform that works very similar to social media. Uh, think of it as spiritual social media. Um, you don't have any of the advertisements or the weird stuff. You don't have to see people's posts about uh, their political opinions and stuff like that. It's all about spirituality. We're talking about these things. Talk about things from the Bible, from the Anunnaki. We're going to talk about magic. We're going to talk about finding our gifts. We have a constant 24-7 chat going on. We have weekly challenges and weekly live calls where we get on a Zoom-type call and discuss amongst the community. So that is going to be this one right here, the Supernatural Seeker Community Guide Membership. Look for the purple on my website, the purple banner. Even if the graphics change on it, I'm going to make sure it's always purple. And then we have our Warrior Academy, which is the gold. It's going to be the top tier. And you can get in on that and just go through. I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos in there. More coming all the time with my guide framework. I'm going to be debuting the guide framework later this week. So I'm really excited to share that. Uh, it's literally a protocol and a system that I've developed um, where you can actually come to the same understandings that I have and lead other people in that too. Maybe you want to lead your friends, your family. First off, you want to lead yourself and try to develop your own understanding. And so my framework is a beautiful place to start, to deconstruct, to reconstruct, to seek deeply and develop your own understanding and your own system. Because by the way, I believe in you. I think you're smart enough. I think you've been through enough that it's time you can come up with your own belief system. Um, and I think that's a really, really cool thing. So uh, Jacqueline says, crazy thing is I grew up Catholic um, and the native beliefs together. See, and that's awesome. That is so interesting, uh, Jacqueline. And Jacqueline and I got to talk on Saturday on the call. Uh, she's new to our community, but already has so much to bring to the community. And I absolutely love that. Uh, and then Jacqueline says the church and school said, I would go to H-E double toothpick, but my, my grandparents told us we would go to Happy Hunting Grounds. And that resonated with me. I love, love, love that. Yes. Um, and so, you know, reincarnation comes into play too. And by the way, it's not non-biblical to talk about reincarnation. They wanted to know in the time of Christ, hey, who sinned? Uh, was it the blind man who was born blind or his parents? Well, how could he sin if he was born blind? So they were talking about reincarnation. Then they were always looking, oh, is John the Baptist Elijah? Who is Jesus? Is he one of the prophets come back? They very much believed in reincarnation. and That was not a new thing. Uh, that's really only been stripped out in our modern times because there's no fear if all you got is right here. Um, so think about that. Like the fear is because this is it, right? Um, you take away the fear when you're like, I get to do this over and over and over and over. Um, and then you're like, okay, let's have fun with it. Let's do some magic. Let's find, uh, find other people who are on our soul journey. Let's build community. Let's love each other. Let's bring that new earth around. And how do we do that? Through our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, and our prayers. Um, and by prayers, I'm not talking about church prayers. I'm talking about actual energetic projections into the universe through prayer and meditation. That's how you bring about the new earth or 5D or higher consciousness. Um, so anyway, all right, let's see. Number five, facilitating constructive dialogue. What a novel idea facilitating constructive dialogue. When's the last time you were at church and you were able to raise your hand while the pastor was preaching and ask a question in real time? Guys, I do it every day here, okay? It's not easy and it's not comfortable, but I'm not bound by a religious or dogmatic point of view here. I'm bound by love here. Um, and we literally have a rainbow community, all different walks of faith, orientation, race, doesn't matter. We're just all here in love and light. And that's what I love about our community. And we can facilitate constructive dialogue. We really facilitate it a whole lot in our memberships, in our tribe. But I still get to do it here publicly. I mean, there's a limit to what we can do publicly with just the way the platforms are set up. And the way we can do it within our, our community, our supporter community, our patron community is a whole nother level. And it really is. It becomes a living organism where we get to have these conversations together. 
And I'm not saying you have to have that with me. I'm not just here to sell you on what I'm doing. I'm here to tell you, you need community. You need community in your hometown. You need community online. You need community within your friends and family groups. And many of you may feel like, hey, I don't have that right now. And I totally, totally vibe with that. That's why I started a community, right? I'm looking for more people that are uh, in the same understanding I am, or at least on the same soul journey uh, to authentically ask these questions. So religious deconstruction encourages open and respectful dialogue, or it should, uh, about religious beliefs and practices by critically examining one's own beliefs and engaging with diverse perspectives. Individuals can contribute to constructive conversations about religion, spirituality, and their impact on individuals and society. And again, very, very important to have these open conversations about this because most people won't let you have them, right? I mean, you try to have it with a family member who's religious and they go, no, that's just the way it is. This is, you know, that's not the truth. That's not what the Bible says, or that's not what pastor says, or that's not what I grew up with. And it's like, can we just stop and question that and ask that why? Like, why? And if the why doesn't fit into it, then maybe we need to get a better belief system. Maybe we need to get better data around it. So um, let's see. Um, I'll wait on the next slide for a second. So uh, Martin had a couple of things here. Let me read Martin's. Da, 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 da. Facilitate a constructive dialogue with the self. Iron sharpens iron, so does a community. Yes, absolutely, my friend, absolutely. And I love that, Martin. You know, that iron sharpens iron, iron quote or verse had been used against me so much growing up. Uh, I remember even having friends, you know, in my later 18 and young adult years who, you know, it's like their job to tell me when I screw up, to tell me I got to get back, get back on the track. That's not what we do in the community, guys. Okay, I, I don't ever tell anybody what to do. And honestly, I haven't even seen where anybody in the community tells anybody else what to do. We're there for support and encouragement. Every single person is there sharpening their own iron. If everybody's sharpening their own iron together, you, you don't have to do it to your brother, okay? That's how you create derision. That's how you create separation. That's how you create uh, people that resent each other. Um, and I've seen it a thousand times times okay um even amongst two especially men do this guys two men and they're in a bible group together and they're like all right we're gonna keep each other accountable yeah brother yeah okay they end up hating each other at the end of the day uh i've got friends like that now that won't even talk to me anymore because we thought we could do that with each other and it just doesn't work okay even when you melt the ego away when you melt the ego away there's no reason to do that first off but if you have even a little bit of an ego, you just end up hating each other. And that's just how it works, guys. I'm just here to tell you that the uh, iron sharpens iron men's groups and men's retreats, they just don't work. And if they have for you, great. But just wait. Just wait. Just wait. It comes around. The only way you can do this is within. Okay? You got to go within. Sharpen your own iron. Take the log out of your own eye and ascend yourself or you can't help anybody. And then when you ascend yourself, you realize everybody's on their own journey. It's all good. And the people will come to me who need me. It's a magnetism thing. It's an algorithm thing, an algorithm of the universe, not your own forcefulness to go out and evangelize and look for people that have to have your help at that moment. That's just not how it works in my humble opinion and experience, by the way. So, uh, Martin says, my church circles uh, was a word of edification. It was used against everyone. Ooh, ooh, yeah. That just that just sounds ominous, like I need to have a word of edification with you. Um, so, you know, that that's just how I approach it. So I'm not here to tell anybody how to do anything because I'm still on my own journey, right? Somebody accused me a while back of, you're still seeking. You don't even know what you believe. You're dang right I don't. You're dang right I am. And I should be. That's an authentic seeker of truth right there, okay? You think you know what you believe today. What about tomorrow when you're presented with new data? You either have to ignore it, which puts you in ignorance, or you have to change your belief, and then you are wrong today. So that's why I would rather live in a perpetual state of I don't know, 
here's the most likely outcome I see. And there's no reason to force that on anyone because I still don't know. So, you know, if you can't vibe with that, you're going to have a really hard time with me. Um, and that's why, you know, look at all the people standing around me right now. Nope, it's just me. Um, and again, for good reason, because this message is very uncomfortable for a lot of people, especially who need the dogmatic point of view. Thank you for the lightning hands. Appreciate you, Martin. Sent the superpower. I love it. Um, let's see. Uh, yes, walking each other home, Ramdas. That's that's what I love, guys. So iron, iron sharpening arm is really just walking, walking each other home. Iron sharpening iron is really just walking each other home. And that that I vibe with very deeply. Um, and again, we don't understand a lot of where this came from back then, too. So if you weren't in the time and the place and the culture and the understanding, it means something different now. And most likely you're not going to be doing the right thing with with the verse or the scripture in today's understanding. That's just that's just how it is. And it, until we can get honest with that. We're just uh, proverbially shooting ourselves in the foot. And then you're limping around spiritually because you're believing on things um, that just don't help. So facilitate good conversation, guys. You know, get yourself a friend, a family member, a community, a little group, whatever you want to do. Ladies, have a book club. Read some Gnostic scripture. Um, we've got our community, again, available for anybody who wants to join it. It's, it's right there at cubcooker.com. Uh, we don't force anybody to join. They just find us. Okay. And it's not a weird community. We're super open-minded. You get welcomed in as soon as you join. You can be as active as you want to be or as sidelines as you want to be. We've got some people that just hang out. We've got some people that are super active and leaders within the group. But ultimately, it's a place you can explore these ideas. Uh, you can't explore it in a lot of other groups because you're like, oh, no, that's not what it says here. But most of the time, uh, one of the sisters just posted today about King James and uh, him writing the book of demonology. Well, you post that in a church group and, you know, they're going to be like, you're going to sit there and justify it or, oh, that's probably not true or whatever. Well, we know it's true. We can look it up. Right. Um, and so I wanted to talk about that today. And so we get to kind of feed into each other um, in a very honest um, and authentic way. Again, where there's no motivation here beyond, uh, we just want to lift each other up and ultimately raise consciousness. You know, if I just get a couple of people every stream I do that that want to be a part of what we're doing and, and help raise consciousness with everyone, that's ultimately why I'm here, guys. Like to do to do that work, right? Um, not just talk to myself on the internet, but ultimately gather the energy that we need to raise the consciousness collectively. Um, we talked on Saturday, a lot of our, uh, another one of our sisters, she's in Texas, but we're like hours and hours and hours away. Um, and it can be very, very lonely, especially when there's not a lot of people in your local ecosphere that have the open-minded mentalities. By the way, that's just a human condition. It doesn't have anything to do with your hometown. It's just a human condition. People want something concrete to hold on to. So... It is important to note that religious deconstruction is a personal journey and individuals may approach it in various ways and at their own pace. It is advisable to seek support from understanding communities, counselors, or mentors who can provide guidance and assistance throughout the deconstruction process. So I will second that over and over and over, um, you know, finding the right people. And again, it doesn't have to be me, but um, just finding community where you know it could be an art community near you could be a musicians group could be uh, a reading circle whatever uh wherever you can find it go get you some you know it's out there um there's people out there that vibe with you that align with you i promise you i promise you i promise you so as you're on your deconstruction journey i talked to another sister in our community today about you know, take it slow. Give yourself grace. This is not, it's not a race. One of the worst things I ever heard, and it's talked about in church all the time because of one verse, run your race, run your race, get to the finish line. You know, it's not a race because it's not over when it's over. You know, you either get to go and be energetically back in God as a part of the creator, or you get reincarnated. 
and you get to do it over again. And that's what I believe. So I can't tell you what to believe, but um, ultimately, um, I've had some really bad mentors. I have. I've had some really good mentors, by the way. Um, normally, the bad advice comes from not enough data from, well, this is this is what I believe. So rather than, hey, this is what I've experienced. I want to know more about experience. I want to know about, have you seen a ghost? Have you seen an extraterrestrial? Have you witnessed a miracle? Um, have you ever heard the voice of God? Have you ever experienced the presence of God? I don't care about what a book says. I want to know what's the experience of it. So, um, so great question. Did King James make up parts of the Bible, such as Deuteronomy? I don't know if he made up Deuteronomy, but, but I know uh, there's a narrative spun into it from the King James Bible. But it was also done before him, by the way. The, the one that I vibe with mostly that we don't even have a copy of is Marcion of Sinope. Um, he wrote one of the first canons of the Bible, and it was mostly to prove that the old God or gods was not the father Jesus was speaking of, that he was talking about a new God, an invisible spirit God that did not manifest itself in, in a physical way. Um, and rather, that was all an esoteric understanding, or they weren't even talking to that God. It was it was more of a, an ancient astronaut type thing, so... Um, so Marcion, I really like, um, and again, you can't like really go read his version. We don't know what it was. We just know from antiquity that that's what he was doing. That's what he believed. That's kind of what he talked about. Um, so beyond that, I love the Gnostic gospels. Um, I've got a Gnostic Bible. It's available on my website, on my Amazon. If you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see the Amazon shop logo there and go over to my shop and Check out all the Gnostic literature I have over there, which we read through and talk about a lot on our in our community. So, uh, great question. Uh, Coats, um, are the Elohim gods or angels? And we have to understand it's talking about different things at different places. It's very hard for us to pick up an English Bible and understand any of this. Now, the closest you can get is go look at the Greek or Hebrew, but then you need to get really, really good at understanding that. And then even at that point, where did they get it and what were they understanding? So Elohim a lot of times is plural and it's talking about physical deities. It's talking about highly evolved beings from the stars um, or the council of gods or the divine council um, as talked about in the Old Testament. And so even in Genesis 1, it's like, let us create man in our own image. And then in Genesis 2 is where you get the Hebrew adaptation where it's talking about their God, Yahweh. Um, which again is more of like the Enlil character in the Anunnaki mythology, which is a very physical being who walked in the cool of the day in the garden. And then you get all kinds of stuff that comes up and that starts to challenge your faith. And you're like, well, if that's, if that's a, an ancient astronaut, then what is all this? What does God even mean? Well, then there's something called the Tetragrammaton in the Old Testament, which is talking about the I Am. And that's gotten mixed into the physical deity um, mythology as well. So how do you know? How do you know the truth around this? Well, you got the only way I know the truth is I experience it, and I just keep seeking and thinking and give myself time. You know, get out of get out of town a little bit, go out into nature, and just think on things, meditate on things, try to understand, work out my faith, right, and quit trying to be. I have to know the truth today. Just, just open up to what, what might be. Uh, Garden of Eden is so packed with hidden truth. Yeah, absolutely, Martin. Uh, Strong's Concordance, Martin says. Yeah, Strong's Concordance is a great place to go. If you have not heard of that and you're reading through the Bible, you can literally dissect each verse word by word. Which, by the way, everybody calls the, the Bible the Word of God. And by the way, the Word of God comes from the Greek word logos, it's talking about the divine expression or the computation. Um, it can refer to a spoken word, but if you think about it in the mystic tradition, it's talking about an algorithm set forth. In the beginning was the, the Aum in the Hindu, the A-U-M, or Aman, as we say. Um, and we just don't, you know, we've been told that amen means truly, and it kind of does, but it's also coming from truth. 
So rather than it meaning truly, think about it being amen or amen truth. And, and what is truth? Well, it is the um. It is, it is the vibration that holds everything together, the agreement of the physical reality. So, um, da, 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 da. I have not heard of the St. Barnabas Bible. Sorry. Um, yeah. You, again, you guys are way smarter than I am. I love it, though. I learn something new all the time. And I always go look up when somebody asks me a question. I'm like, I don't know. I, I got to go down a rabbit hole now and learn it. So. Um, anyway, so that's essentially my message for today. Um, and I wanted to talk about who I think the true God is and how this all works together. So if a lot of the old Testament gods or God, you know, was a physical deity, an extraterrestrial or a human from another planet, what's, um, what would that make God? Is God even there? You know, does that just debunk our entire concept and understanding of God? Um, and the answer is no, it doesn't. And the answer is going to be um, that it puts us in a new place of understanding. And the new place of understanding um, is going to be this. It's that Jesus was very, very clear on he was not speaking of physical deities. In fact, he reminded us. You know, ye are gods and the scriptures can't be broken. He was reminding them, hey, don't your scriptures say that, you know, ye are gods anyway? Like, so why is my message so hard for you? He was reminding them of, of the return, the return to divinity, the return to sanctity, the return to who we actually are. Um, and so as he reminded them of that, he said, my father is in spirit and in truth and must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. And how do you do that? You go within, you cut through your own BS, your own ego you it's called the the little death in hinduism and it's where you go and meditate you go within and it's you're shutting down your conscious awareness of the physical world around you and you are opening up to the uh, imagination to the imagery to the experience the energy of god which is so much there all the time when you start doing this so mystical and it doesn't have a face doesn't have a name doesn't need to by the way because it can be your name it can be your face you can be god for someone and that's why when you ask the hindu you know or you tell the hindu it's like hey i realized i'm god today they're like what took you so long but when you ask the christian or you say that to the christian and you go i just realized i'm god today they go that's blasphemy it's heresy there's no jesus is god he's the only one but but, but we don't understand. And again, we have to deconstruct from that understanding to get to a place of I am. And Jesus said before Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was I am. What is I am? It's tetragrammaton. It's the, uh, the YHVH, not talking about the physical deity Yahweh, but it's talking about the uh, hyper-dimensional creative substrate or the God sauce, as I call it. Um, which gives us the ability to literally be God in this world. We are the physical manifestation of God in this world. That's what Gnosticism teaches us, what I believe. Um, and so we're looking, you know, we often think of that, the guy that I showed at the beginning, you know, kind of the Zeus type archetype of God. And it's like, he, you know, he even says before Moses and Isaac and Jacob, you know, he says, I will be what they need me to be. And then Jesus says, who do you say I am? Mainly, I'll manifest as whatever you need me to be. And if you're going to manifest me with your ego, you can end up with a whole mess and a whole lot of suffering. And look at what humanity has been through in the name of God. So I say, quit trying to figure out the name of God and start trying to be God. And you may say, Oh, there's no way I can be God. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know who I am. Well, you need to listen to the actual message of Jesus, which tells you you are good enough. You are forgiven. You can heal people. You can give water in the name or the truth, right? Um, you can ascend. You can join him in paradise today. Think about that. Um, and again, I'm not an expert on this, but I've experienced it enough that I can just talk about it all day long because it's it's my core now. And it's not from someone telling me, it's from experiencing. I have experienced the light of God within me. And it absolutely destroys doctrine and dogma. 
So that's how I approach it. And if you vibe with that, you're in the right place. If you don't, no worries, no hard feelings. Um, you can um, tell the algorithm, hey, I don't want to see this guy's channel. You can just skip on. You can uh, come back later and, and maybe I'll be at a different place or you'll be at a different place and we'll see more eye to eye. Or maybe you never see my channel again and you just think about what I've said and it actually does have a notable positive bearing on your life. And again, the warning that comes with today is this is not for the faint of heart. When you start deconstructing, it can be very traumatic. All the trauma you go through in church can just well right back up. And again, I'm not here demonizing church saying that church causes trauma. That is not the point of this episode. The point is for you to understand that we agree to it. Okay. We agree to it because we say, oh yeah, I like some of that. I need me some of that. Well, that validates my fear. That validates all the crappy things I have done. So it must, must be true, right? Well, that's where the trauma comes from. What we agree to. Okay. Not what the construct is set up, but what we agree to. So, and again, I'm talking about, you know, the, the more subtle traumas here, not the actual abuse type stuff. If you've been involved in any of that, please seek help. Okay. There's um, all kinds of help, you know, specifically psychiatric help set up for you. And that is not, uh, I told somebody that one time and they thought I was just trying to blow them off. I'm not trying to blow you off, but I'm not here for actual psychological help. There's some people that need that. In fact, probably all of us need that at different points and there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm not trying to blow you off. Uh, but you know, we all need help. So um, depending on where you're at on your journey, if you've been through some really, really, really rough stuff that most people shouldn't have to go through, then then there's people out there to help you. And there's probably someone in your community. Um, I'll make sure I start doing it um, with this episode on putting like the hotlines and stuff in the comments or the descriptions or wherever I can, uh, just so you guys have them. Like, because Again, everybody's going through different things, and I want to make sure that you have emergency type help if you need it. So, um, but anyway, I love you guys. It's been a great episode today. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on your favorite platform. This is the Cup Cooker Supernatural Podcast, deconstructing faith, spirituality, and the realm of paranormal. Thank you guys so much for your help uh, with this episode. Honestly, it's been a great episode. Um, and by help, I mean, I, I feed off of all the comments. So Annie says, Hey, what's up? Paige says, celebrate life. Absolutely. Paige. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. I have no idea, Danny, what you have written. I'm sorry. I haven't read what you've written. So I would have to, um, uh, you know, read a lot of it. So, um, da, 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 da. Anyway, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, if you've written a book, that's awesome, but I have not read it yet. So, um, but good for you. Welcome to the community, my friend. Um, da, da, da. I'm looking at comments here. Oh, you guys, there's some spicy comments today. I don't even know what's going on, so. Uh, anyway, you guys, uh, thank you to my community for loving each other. I appreciate that. So we often get trolls in the comments. So just love them and leave them. That's, that's all we can do. Um, and you know, they'll either come back or, uh, they won't. So, but anyway, thank you. Iron appreciate you. Iron says respect, uh, learning about the ancient Sumerians will help greatly in deconstruction of the Christian narrative. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's why I've been reading the Enuma Elish and we're going to do Epic of Gilgamesh and all kinds of stuff. I'm doing all the Zachariah Sitchin books right now, which I can't read on the air because they're very copyrighted. But uh, but I can read like the old uh, mythologies that are straight out of, uh, you know, the antiquity, the uh, original documents and stuff. So I try to read those and give my interpretation of those. But so. Um, Anyway, yeah, it's been a great episode. Um, if you do want to join the community and support what we're doing, uh, starting at nine bucks a month, we've got uh, three different tiers over there. Probably the last day today, it's Monday, June 26th, that I'm going to offer the $9 a month for a while. It just hasn't been as popular, so I may just kind of put it away for a while. So when I tell you guys, I change things, you know, whatever you buy and get in, you're going to be locked in at that. Um, and so I don't really change the community, but I may change the offers. So 
Uh, I may never have a $9 a month one again. I may never have a $19 a month one in. With the economy changing and stuff, I may fluctuate on prices. But wherever you get in to support what we're doing and whatever product you get, you're going to be locked in at that. So uh, you don't have to worry you know, about when I change it because you're already locked in. You're already a supporter. Um, and anytime we've made big changes, even when I moved the platform to a new platform, um, I consulted the community about it. So I'm very, I try to be very proactive and very communicative about how we run things. So you can scan that QR code there, jump on over to my website, www.cubcooker.com. Thank you guys. If you have questions, comments, or prayer concerns, hit me up in the comments at any point. I come back and check these and I get notified quite often as we have new comments. So I'm happy to address your question, comment, or prayer concern on a future stream or in the comments. But I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for allowing me to do what I love doing. Thank you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. God bless you and peace.